Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast, where we discuss and celebrate our favorites in TV and film. I am your host, Xavier, and on this special episode of the Popcorn Watchlist, I have the distinct pleasure of talking about one of my favorite movies of all time, really. And I'm really excited to talk about this movie with my fellow Popcorn Watchlist panelists. I got Danny, Anthony, and Zach. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. And if you have been following along with our recommendations list, last time I dropped one of the colossal you know, movie greats of all time for this week's episode. And I'm really glad and proud to have chosen Forrest Gump as to this week's discussion. As someone who really loves, I guess, really got into history, you know, from watching a lot of various different things as a kid, growing up, and then, you know, liking the subject in school, it was really interesting going into even high school and into my P exams for American history and thinking to myself, hey, if I ever need a crash course, I can always just watch Forrest Gump. You know, you have... Forrest Gump meeting a few presidents. He goes through all these different moments in time from the 50s until the 80s. But it's also a really great movie. And when I was older, I found out that the same person who directed this movie also directed Back to the Future, one of my other all-time favorite movies that I would watch over and over and over. And, you know, as I've gotten older, really into getting into movies, it's been a very interesting Revelation every time I rewatch the movie, finding small details, looking at and seeing certain plot points in the story from a different perspective. As I've gotten older with a better kind of lens on certain things on that happens and how certain characters motivations for doing things. So it's partly the reason why I wanted to pick it and talk with you guys today about it. The other half was because I ran a half marathon and I couldn't stop getting the running montage from this movie out of my head. And it really helped me through the rough couple of miles towards the end. But it's a good running montage. You know, yeah, like, and it's a whole like, yeah, like we'll get into the whole aspect of that, how it that part get gets to the moment in the movie. But I kind of want to throw it to you guys. You know, it's one of my favorite movies. Like, we've all seen the movie before. Like, what were your first experiences with Forrest Gump? Let's well, go think, with uh, Danny. Oh, Zach. Okay. Zach goes first. Okay. Good so. One. My my first experience with the movie wasn't even the movie itself. It was eating at Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. Nah, I was going to say restaurant. That. <laughs> In fact, I've yet to have eaten a Bubba Gump Shrimp. Me too. It's actually well, always, pretty good. I mean, they always I, I play the movie seafood. there. Like they have the movie playing really? all the time. As they should. Like yeah, I don't like, understand why, why they wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? Is that like when I go to like Sushi Maki? They're always playing some Japanese movie or anime movie. I think one time I I went to Sushimaki, they're playing a Godzilla movie. But so (laughs) Bubble Gump plays Forrest Gump on loop. Okay. Did they play like the cable version, the one that's always I always find on like TNT or TBS or whatever? I I don't don't know. I I I didn't even know that they played the movie. Wow, that's something Danny I guess has seen or has noticed. When I went to Bubble Gump's long time ago, I think that's where like. You know, my, my parents took me and they were like, oh, it's from the movie. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and they're like, the movie's playing. So, like, I, I I knew parts of the movie from there. And then, obviously, eventually I saw it. But, yeah, first encounter was, was through the restaurant. 
Wow. From the restaurant. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? I know, I don't know, it's probably a movie maybe you saw in theaters? I did not see it in theaters, because this came out in 94, so I would have been like 7. 93, I think. Yeah, something like that. I would have been like 7 or 8, and I... Oh yeah, 94, sorry, I, I mid-94. Definitely remember, I think, probably my parents or somebody rented it, probably from the Blockbusters, if anybody listening <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Hey, Blockbuster. Uh, what a time. And so I think it was like they were watching it and I sort of was there kind of watching it. And, you know, this movie was PG-13 and I wasn't 13. So it was one of those like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be watching this. And But I clearly remember, like, I I really remember the first, like, maybe like 45 minutes of this movie, like pretty vividly. I don't know why. I think it's maybe because, like you say, they, they show it a lot on TV. And so any time I would catch it on TV, it would always be from the beginning. So I'd always rewatch the same parts. But yeah, I think just I, I think I saw it in pieces when I was younger, when they like my family first rented it. And I think just over the years, I I watched it in pieces on TV. And then I think like at some point when I was in high school, I finally saw it again, but like in completion during one of these like substitute days where we had nothing to do. But yeah, it's a it's a great movie. Very good pick. Yeah, it's I, I it's and I did I again finding out more and more about the movie again just as a teenager just knowing oh this movie's great this movie's great and then I never knew until like I was in college that it was based off a book. Uh, the book he does other wild stuff like I think he goes into orbit with an orangutan or something. He also is like a professional wrestler. There is a lot of other There's wild everything. stuff that Forrest Gump gets into. Yeah, like, but I, it's why it's cool that the movie they kind of tone down a bit of the you know kind of unbelievable aspects of Forrest Gump and then cave it to like yeah it's still a little unbelievable like he's a, a ping pong savant or he is just you know really good at a one singular action and uh, amongst other things but it, it it kind of like got him through a lot of things where it's like by chance but also through his own ability it's and the it kind of sets the the rule that forgive me if this sounds a little crass but if you ever seen tropic thunder where robert downey jr's character says you never go full retard mm-hmm. so he's like that i think one of the references he makes is tom hanks and forrest gump of like you know why it's it works because he's like you know just under not so much mental retardation he's just you know under the iq spectrum as we saw in the beginning of the movie where he wasn't allowed to go to normal public school because of his IQ bracket. Right. But, but, but it's because just he could do all works. that other stuff. Like, yeah. And as like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. Cause you see him as sort of like this, this mild mannered man just waiting on a bus stop. The opening sequence, by the way, is really nice. Like but the, the stuff they had to do with that feather was, it, it's nice. Obviously the music it's done by Alan Silvestri, who is Robert Zemeckis's, music guy for a lot of his movies and it sets up everything perfectly to his recollection of his entire life and we go through everything that got Forrest Gump from him as a, you know being born where he got his namesake all the way to where he's at that bus stop on the bench eating some chocolates sharing his story the chocolates you never that know are what you're gonna get the chocolates that are a gift <laughs> they he eats through them yeah exactly he, like, he, by the end of the movie he like gives her the gift he's like I ate some of them. <laughs> yeah, I ate some of them. Like, I I love 
how there's different people on the bench with him that have different throughout, reactions throughout his throughout story. The movie. It's kind of like he was so focused on telling his story that like you don't see that other people have kind of gone in and out, except for the first lady who's a nurse where he's like, hey, your shoes are great. And she, then her response is, yeah, my feet hurt. They're, they're not great shoes. <laughs> you can tell a whole lot about a person by looking at their shoes. That's right. So since we've seen this movie a lot, like, do you guys have any particular like standout moments, whether if it's funny times he's met one of three presidents or him as a, as a boy, him growing up or in college? I don't want to go, you know, go through a breakdown of everything in the movie, but I'd love to know some of your favorite moments. I mean, for me, it's definitely the quotes, because one thing that I remember, especially going to the to the restaurant a lot as a kid was the the waiters would always like do a quiz about the movie and they, they had like the same set of questions i, I don't know if you ever knew that like your waiter no i'm finding out a lot today we're going it's, 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 to it's bubble gump this weekend yeah you gotta go yeah we're going to bubble gump that's it because I, I i've done the quiz a few times only be, and answering them based off of just memory of 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 what the answers were the last time that i did the quiz but you would do the quiz and if you got like most of them right you would get like like a little prize and it was like really free for the kids i right? got a hat no, I want a hat. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what it was. And um, then, but they also have like a sign of like, "Run, Forest Run" or "Stop, Forest Stop," like to to call your waiter. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, one one of those little small things that, that this adds to like from the lore of the movie and everything. But like a lot of the quotes, like like the one I just quoted a little bit a, a little bit ago with the shoes, you can tell an awful lot about a person by looking at their shoes said and the thing is like mama mama played by sally field incredibly by sally field is a like sort of his north star like guiding light of who he he became as a person because his mom was pretty awesome even though she had to make some sacrifices to get him through school and get him through a lot of parts in life yeah and and that quote that that was said in past tense right because i I don't know if by that point she had already like or, or I don't know. Past. I mean, so yeah. in 1981, where he's there in Savannah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's speaking about the past tense because at that point she had already passed away from cancer. Okay. Yeah, because because that was a little tidbit. That was one thing that people always misquoted, where it's people were thinking, oh, life is like a box of chocolates, but life was a box of chocolates. Yep. Look at this man with the technicality. Oof. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Some of the quotes are great. Like, you know, and not just Forrest quotes or his mom's quotes. I love a lot of, or there are certain things that, yeah, everybody remembers the rambling that Bubba has with all the different styles of shrimp. Yeah. But like. Benjamin Blue. You can call me Bubba. Me, this, I always remember like his last words that you see on screen with him. He's just, I want to go home. Like, you know, even, yeah, that always hits, man. That hits. That, I mean, that, that whole sequence hits. was was sad. Intense, right? Like, was, well, so sad and intense. Cause saving everybody and, and he still can't find them. He's just trying to find them. And not until like the very end he, he finds them, you know. And then yeah, he barely then, makes it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like that was and that was rough, too, because like that was the time where ran just before that massive napalm strike that yeah. Lieutenant Dan orders. Yeah, like the whole section of Vietnam is really iconic. Like we talk about quotes like um I remember learning this 
from Forrest Gump where Lieutenant Dan at first was telling him not to salute because, you know, I don't want to get shot or like you don't want to kill an officer. And also he's like, take care of your feet. Like always make sure you have a, a fresh pair of socks. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's good life lessons. And I love how he months, he takes a joke. He's like, oh, are you two brothers? He's like, no relation, sir. You guys twins, yeah. No relation. Like, you could tell they were, you know, they went together like peas and carrots. <laughs> but that was, yeah. And, like, all the different things with, like, like it's just... And the way that Bubba ends the, the shrimp ramble where he's just like, nope, that's about it. Like, he's, he's like, I hit them all. Yeah, uh, after he listed like twenty of them, you're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. And love, he's like, yeah, that's great. Because yeah. where is he from? Is he from? I forgot. Louisiana, Alabama, Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured. I'm, I'm sure a lot of like Cajun influence with the shrimp and everything. The shrimp styles. Every time I watch that scene where he's where the, that where he's they're in basic training, I, I always I get hung, so hungry because. Everything sounds great. You get pan fry it, stir fry it. Oh, well, can we also take them in a stew? No, <laughs> it's not potatoes. It's shrimp. Potatoes. We also have to talk about how, again, like you know, how growing up, everybody thought Forrest Gump was stupid. Like, oh, are you stupid or something? He goes to the army and he's worshipped by his drill sergeant. <laughs> That's the Just, best response. Like his I've ever response. Heard. His responses. <laughs> Why? Why did you assemble your weapon in such a fast fashion? Because you told me to, Joe Sergeant. God damn it, Gump! That's the best answer ever given. Ever. You're gonna be the general someday, Gump. And like he even said, like, oh, it's a shame. I gotta send you. I would have sent you, referred you to officer school, but we have to send you out into out the grunts out into you know Vietnam in '65. Like that. That was and like just this man is just. It's, it's, I love that both of the sequences of just like you know Zach mentioning Full Metal Jacket and how like scary a drill sergeant is mm-hmm. and you just have like Forrest Gump singular and every action he does very plain and he's just like worshipped by this man <laughs> he's like that's a new company record Gump <laughs> every time dude take it apart <laughs> yeah he's like take it apart he's like uh huh and then that's and what yeah, and that's when, like, you know, Bubba's telling him stuff, and Forrest is like, okay, I, I, while he's, like, he's paying attention, and Bubba's kind of giving his idea, like, oh, I want to get into the shrimping business one day, and kind of go in and make my own thing, and and then at the same time, that's when <laughs> Forrest is like, done, sir, sergeant! So, <laughs> Drill sergeant. And uh, every time he's on a bus, it's that's when he meets, you know, you, you notice that, like, every time he's on a bus, he meets someone very pivotal in his life. He met Jenny, and he met Bubba. This seat's taken. <laughs> seat's taken. Can't see yeah. here. Man, I want to slap that kid. I was like, there's literally right there. And then, you know, and you get, oh, it's a fun story. I learned this from watching a, a little, like, docuseries on it. I'll go to it later. But Tom Hanks didn't really get the actual inflections and voice of Forrest Gump until they cast young Forrest Gump. Is a unknown is an unknown kid who never acted before, so he was kind of speaking a little bit like this, and then that's where for Tom Hanks took the the voice and ran with it, literally and figuratively. How about that's pretty the, cool. Uh, how about the? Who, you guys know who the actor is who plays his son, right? Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yes, who sir. says dead people? Forward oh man, Junior. 
talking like before like other we going into you know i can go into other like the famous historical things one of the things that now growing up i get that like i kind of you know hit me harder now that i'm older i don't know if you guys feel the same way but when forest he sees young forest and he's kind of you can see in his eyes that like he's so happy that he has a son but like you see a little bit of fear in his eyes where he thinks he's like oh no is he like like me Mm-hmm. Where he's like, oh, he's kind of playing because you know, worried about people being stupid. No, and then that Jenny's was the first thing he asked. He said, "Is, is yeah. he smart? Yeah, is he smart?" And then Jenny's like, "Oh no, he's so smart, and it's great. Like he's precocious. He's extremely smart. He wants to sit down and watch Bert and Ernie. So the kid has good taste in TV already. And he, you can tell, like, just from the way he spoke, that you know, Young Forest is going to be okay. And like, you could see that like, he's just, I think." adult forest being extremely happy like that was really like yeah like that was really nice to see and i don't know how you, again if you guys felt it was wholesome. or understood that yeah, too it was, yeah it was truly it's wholesome like the whole movie <laughs> like that's what i that's what i feel like that's the word of the movie it's just like it's a wholesome movie i also feel like movie. like this is why he won best actor because he did such an excellent job like you said that one scene you see like the surprise you see the fear but I like I think you even see a little bit of like I don't know about anger, but like the, shock, yeah, maybe shock and maybe a little bit of anger just because like like because I think he's like so like you've had the, my kid and you're just like now telling me that I have a kid like <laughs> like, like this this lady just kept leaving him throughout the whole movie and then and that's another thing like I, I, as like, growing so up frustrating. Point. so frustrating okay i want to get your guys opinion on this because i think i watching this more and more and now being older i under i i i want to know what your guys is taking the end on like how jenny like being with forrest but then kind of running away going doing other stuff and then coming back and then running away like like overall in the end like what how did like what's your take on that I think it's just it's very toxic. Of, yeah. Toxic. I think toxic. It, no, yeah. Oh gosh. Twenty <laughs> first century toxic. Wait till next week. <laughs> but but oh, uh, boy. but yeah, I think it's it's it has to do with just like her upbringing, and I just think she she cannot get away with how toxic her upbringing was, and part of her, I feel like, uh, I guess, felt like she still needed that, no matter how horrible it was. So that's why she'd always run away and go and do the, the bad stuff because she needed to like feel that, that horribleness even though she knows it's like not good for her. That's why. But then every come time... back for just a moment. And right. Then... That's why every time she would every what couple of years she would see Forrest. She'd be like, like, I'm not good for you. Like I know who I am. I'm just like crazy horrible person. Like like she clearly loves him, but she knows she she shouldn't stay with him because that she knows who she is and she's gonna keep doing that she's just gonna keep running away because that's just all she knows how, how to do it or i guess how to live and yeah it's kind of just kind of sucks it's sad yeah and, and you can see it from the beginning too where like forrest is when they were younger and they had their his recollection of them as, as kids mm-hmm. all the time she'd want to not be home or you know can let me stay here for a little longer yes. let's hide in the the that tall grass where there's no velociraptors and you know she, greenbow alabama very abusive and father. you know she's yeah very abusive father she wants to fly far 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 away and like that kind of sets the tone and like that 
influences like Anthony, I think, said a lot of that. Zach or Danny, any other thoughts before I kind of share my things? Well, because the last time that, that they get together was they met. Was it at like that 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 club where she's like singing naked? Was that the last time? That no, it wasn't. No, because remember, she, he went to Tennessee. I think it was in Nashville or somewhere where she was singing. Or she was doing like a burlesque show. She yeah. got kicked out of college because she was in Playboy and she wore her college jacket while she was letter jacket while she was on that cover of Playboy or on in that issue of Playboy. Sorry, not the cover. And then that's where Forrest on his leave goes to see Jenny and she's performing under yes. the pseudonym, pseudonym Bobby Dylan from California. I always thought that was funny. But that's not the and last then, time he sees her before. No. Before he does his whole like after, when he does after Vietnam. Speech, like after this, Vietnam, yeah. She, no speech that was speech. So early on, yeah. That's in no, the sixties. She just she ended up visiting him like on her own when he already had like his nice house and had like all this money. She just like walked yeah. up to the house. That was, was like, his hey, mom's house, yeah. yeah. I think she had just she had just passed away, didn't she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, his mom had just passed away and then um yeah, she kind of rolled up in a cab and just hung out with him for quite some time. That was after, like, that was like the mid-70s, like 75 or something. And that was, like, I think the longest they probably spent with each other because it was just, like... Them. As adults, yeah, yeah. it was, like, them hanging out together for a while. And then once he's, like, like, marry me, like, he's, like, I know I love you. And he's, like, I know what love is. Like, He's, like, I know I'm yeah, not smart, like, but I know what love is. That's another yeah, very that's like a good iconic quote. quote. Yeah, it's a very good quote. But um, but yeah, she, yeah, she's just like pretty much like you don't like you don't want me because I'm this yeah tortured messed up person and and she does it anyway. She leaves him again like like that night. It's like oh my god, Jenny, what are you doing? Like and every I guess, t- every time she goes yeah. somewhere, she gets beat up by some guys. It's just like and he clearly is whooping on these people that beat her up. And like he's obviously every the, time, yeah, he's obviously Dude. the better man than all these other guys. And then she's that ca- that, she can't the, stay away ca- from from that counterculture guy, like that was on the bus from from Berkeley. Then they drove to DC and they went to. <laughs> and I love the. I'm sorry, I ruined your Black Panther party. I love that line so much because it just it, he like unintentionally makes a pun. It's, it's so stupid, but he sees that where yeah, like. And what's worse too is that that guy's like, you knew I would never hurt you. I'm like, but but he did. He just did, <laughs> like, and then he did it. You again. just like, did. You just did it. Yeah, it's like you just did that, dude. Like you were just an asshole. So, like I think again because of her going into that kind of stuff, she's in the end. I felt that Jenny is some. Like, she always thought that whenever she was around Forrest, that like he was like like she didn't deserve him. That that he was like too good for her, and that was like her like kind of almost like not wanting to torture her and like anthony said like not wanting to be around and maybe like you know be like a ultimate detriment or hurtful to him but like over the time i think i've gotten a little like kinder or felt a little like a little more like compassion for jenny because of everything she's gone through and every all the like other life experiences that took them apart and her like every time she's around Forrest realizes like that you know Forrest Gump is too good for me like I can't like I don't deserve this that's why she kept running away like I don't deserve to be with this person like I'm gonna hurt him but also like I because I'm the kind of person I am and I'm damaged goods like I don't deserve to be in this whole wholesome loving relationship with a man who genuinely truly loves me and named 12 boats after me 
So it was just like Jenny 1 through 12? Yeah, we have like 12 Jennies. It's like, why not? <laughs> it's so good. But yeah, like that last that last time that they were together before she leaves, you know, they made love. And then after she leaves, that's when he starts doing his whole like trek around the world, like of his running. And that was like, what, for two or three years? He and ran around the country like three for three years. years. Yeah, and then... That was him grieving for, like, losing Jenny. His mom right. had just and died. And then she sees like, him, like, on the news. And then and then she calls him up out of the blue three years later. And she's like, oh, well, this is your kid. I'm like, damn, dude. Sends him crazy. a letter. It's like... Yeah. But then also, I think she knew she was, like, dying. So it's like, hey... Well, no, yeah, like, that's why she called him. So it's like, if she wasn't dying, yeah. she would have never told him that he had a kid. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, 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 I would... Assume not. Is it safe? Especially, yeah. Especially now she knows that you know, you know, before she died, I'm pretty sure they, she found out that you know, Forrest is, he's gonna be okay in terms of, of finances. You know, he co-founded Bubble Gump with Lieutenant Dan. He invested in some random fruit company. <laughs> We're not have to worry about money anymore. <laughs> that was so funny. The uh, I was like, what? Is it safe to assume that the disease that she had was probably AIDS it's it's implied to be AIDS in the book I think it's hepatitis C oh but because she just said like the doctors say I have a virus and they don't know like what to do about where it, it came from yeah. I'm pretty sure in the 70s she did a lot of needle sharing with like the heroin and stuff she did a so lot of stuff. that could have been it yeah um oh yeah that free bird sequence when she's just like kind of sort of high she's like I'm just gonna jump now and then she you know has that scared version i was like oh like that scene i think has influenced how i hear the song Freebird forever like i always think a lot of times at first i think forrest gump whenever i hear Freebird, not guitar hero 2 no for me forrest gump for me it was guitar hero 2 or like before guitar hero 2 but then guitar hero 2 made it like even for me more and for me and then kingsman yeah kingsman and kingsman yeah i knew we were gonna say kingsman but uh, yeah, some other favorite moments. Danny, I don't know if you have a, a rundown of some of your favorites. Well, we haven't talked much about Lieutenant Dan. We should, because Gary Sinise is a powerhouse. Again, it's another character that now as i gotten older, I, I never, as a younger, even in my 20s, realized like the stuff, that, or like, what Lieutenant Dan kind of put himself through mm-hmm. surviving Vietnam, and how he just like hated life. He was like, you know, angry at God, angry at the world. Mad at Forrest Gump for getting a Medal of Honor for his million-dollar wound, being on TV with John Lennon, just, like, hanging around or whatever. And and it, it was it's very – it was kind of sobering, but it, it's part of, like, that whole character arc. So I know you, you, you have – I'd love to hear more of, like, your thoughts on Lieutenant Dan. Oh, and, um, like, the quote that I remember the most from him is at the – I think in the boat he goes. I never, I never thanked you for for saving my life, and then just jumps off. But he never oh. says thank you for saving yeah. my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And and, it made uh, it yeah. seem like like he was gonna kill. Him he was going like, to. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. Like, but then he's just swimming. I'm like okay. Yeah, he shows lo- up in the next scene, and you're like, okay, okay, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> no, like and like and he even says like, yeah, Lieutenant Dan made his peace with God. Like that. That always found like I never suspected like oh lieutenant dan's gonna finally do it no, no that's way. what i thought because even for saying that it just shows that he's like swimming into like beautiful the end ocean. The edge of the the earth on the ocean it's just like so that's just how he's gonna go out just like swimming to his death but but yeah and then the, the next scene they show him you're like oh okay whoo 
Yeah, he's sitting down next to the radio, and that's when, you know, he gets mm-hmm. to the next plot point. But I thought, yeah, like, I never, that never crossed my mind. And I, I think when he, when Tom Hanks has the, the boat, and he's going through the docks, and he sees Lieutenant Dan, and he just <laughs> jumps off with the boat moving. Uh-huh. How does the boat turn back scene. around? Yeah, and then, then run into U-turn. the pier. I thought about that too, watching it this time. I was like, I guess the boat, like, because no one was steering it, it just finally just listed turned. back around. Yeah, it turned to like a whole 180. The part, that part, the the the, seat, the the shot of Forrest waving really happy, I use that gif all the time whenever like people say hi or something. I just use like the corny Forrest Gump wave. It's so like wholesome. It's perfect. What about also the... I love his, his, like, mini wave, like, when a lot of the times he was on the news, like, when he picked the girl's book up when she was going to school, and then, like, he just turns to the camera and goes, and then, like, walks away. <laughs> Dude, oh, I, I love all I, the I'll awkward, get... like, funny, like, he's just in the background <laughs> somewhere. His head. He's like, he's like, what's I love going the on super impo- <laughs> the superimpositions that they did with actual historical footage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Especially since at that scene, at that time, the governor was blocking the entrance into the the university because at that time, at least until almost until that guy's death, he was very much a pro segregationist. That guy was like segregation for now, forever, and that guy was just hella racist. So yeah, Governor Wallace was pretty much a lot like that, and he a lot of times would try to. I think four times, I think he tried to run for president, but. And like he said, it's just that he's like that man. It's like somebody tried to shoot that man. They tried. Somebody tried to shoot him. Oh, almost every political figure that gets mentioned is either sh- like shot and killed or like is an attempted assassination. And, yeah. Like like they would show them, and then the scene after, it's like like this person was shot multiple times, but they're okay, or 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 they weren't. It's like geez, like so. He yeah, just, like JFK, RFK. Yeah. He's like, oh, he got shot, and then and then his brother got shot. It must be hard being a brother. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, his, his mm, brain works. It's sad. And then uh, that helped me again remember like various presidents or other political figures, especially when when Reagan got shot. I remember because Reagan got shot, and he also talks about John Lennon getting shot. He's like, he was signing some autographs, and then somebody shot him. It's like, yeah, like like he just kind of like remembers that and it's kind of that's how he processes it it's like yeah these these this random musician guy i ran into one time on this tv show he just got shot or this other this president i ran into also got shot and it like anthony said it's it's very funny but also interesting to see how his brain works and just how many different historical events He's been. It's like he was <laughs> just, all just listing them, you know. He was he was everywhere. Yeah, I love. Oh, we talk about Lieutenant Dan. Like after, what the the montage of like his ancestors dying in every major American conflict, <laughs> and then like as I got older, I was like, oh, but well, where's the Spanish American War? Where's the war against Mexico? <laughs> where it's like, oh no, just the major ones. Yeah, because like like you said, where's the Korean War? When, like I was like, where was that? When I was younger, you know, I saw the movie, but there was so much of it that I didn't understand until I saw it when I was in high school. And so, like, seeing, like, I, I didn't connect all the dots when I was seven or eight that, like, oh, he's, he's like, in all these major events throughout history. And then seeing that he's, what do you call it, um, that he went to 
first of all, he went to Vietnam, and then when he, like, I lost my train of thought. Like, I, I when he went I to China for doing yeah, ping okay. pong diplomacy yeah, with he, Nixon, and then he became like the master of ping pong and all that. Like, I didn't realize that. Like, part of me when I was younger, seeing these parts of the movie, was like thinking that like this guy is real. Like, I thought he was real, and he like was in all these places. And and then not till later when obviously when I was older I'm like oh okay I see what they're doing okay here. yeah like, fictional character yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were cutting in and out there for a little bit but it was like oh is Forrest Gump real and I think the Matrix was like no, no he's not he's real. real he's not yeah real. those I ping pong sequences yeah. dude the man knew how to ping pong really well mm-hmm. like I I never want to play ping pong because I could never be as good as Forrest Gump I'm dead serious I was like I could never be as like any any type of good at that game no way I, Danny I just and I like have the same kind of thought just but with his dad instead of with, with Danny's dad instead of Forrest Gump I just like his his introduction onto how to play ping pong he's like oh okay I just it was pretty simple and I just kept my eye on the ball and exactly you give him one simple instruction it's hey just keep an eye on the ball and hit it when it comes to you he's like oh Okay, and then just he starts, he's doing party tricks, he's juggle almost like, you know, juggling up onto the board, picked up by himself. I've always wanted to do that, be able to, like, take two and just, like, smack them all over and back and forth. That's, it was so cool to see, and it actually played into Richard Nixon's, like, ping pong diplomacy he did with China, because that was the first time that China, that, like, communist China and the U.S. had any type of actual diplomatic relations, and they used ping pong to get into that. And that was a fun way to make Forrest Gump inserted into that. Ping pong. <laughs> You've ever seen Balls of Fury? And yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Ooh. What else? There's a lot of these other little mini things that, like, popped up that I really like. Oh, okay. We talked about Lieutenant Dan. Of course, like, he goes through his major arc. The couple lines that I remember from... One is that when Lieutenant Dan is just, like, distraught in the recovery, uh, he Forrest gets his ice cream, and he's like, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. I say that every time whenever I go out with family to ice cream. Like, I have, like, their ice cream, like, Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> puts it in his pan. And even the, the, the scene where, like, in the middle of the night, he just drags Forrest down, and he's just like, you cheated me, you cheated me. I, and, like, you could see, like, he, he's... He's re- like half of it's to realize like I'm mad at Forrest. No, now I'm just I'm just now I'm just mad at like the world and I'm mad at other things that like that brought me here and I had a destiny, I had a plan, and that whole plan's gone to kind of on the poop. <laughs> and it's just it took Forrest still believing him and you know actually Lieutenant Dan keeping his word saying oh if you become a shipping captain I'm gonna be your first mate and he lived up to his end of the bargain and it took a hurricane to help him realize the value that he's still alive and he there's still something he can do and then they got rich and then they got rich it's like well why don't you ask your god and go to church and i love forrest gump in church he's just like 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 trying to sing along and, and lieutenant dan's in church like smoking <laughs> and no he's he's drinking a bottle oh, like he's just like like just just fully in there and it's just like whatever and then the, the hurricane it, it hit all the other... In a, in a way. In a way, it did, yeah. All the other boats got wrecked except theirs. Yeah, the scene at the yeah. end where he shows up for the wedding. That hit hard. Got his like, space legs. Yeah, he got his legs. I was like, oh, man. Clean shaven. Yeah. Like a whole new man. But, yeah. That yep, was... and he's like, this is Susan, you know, my fiance. 
and he, he, he could tell he's just like happy. And Forrest again is happy. He's like, "Oh my god, I love seeing Lieutenant Dan back! Like it's there." And you can see uh, the emotion in Forrest's face. Mm-hmm. And how he, how, yeah, exactly how he exp- expressed his emotion. I think that was really cool. Let's I see. Li- I like the one of the scenes on the bench while he's telling the story. That one guy's like, "Wait a minute! So you're telling me you're the owner of?" The, the bubblegum bubble shrimp, shrimp corporation. <laughs> He's like, yes, sir. Who is sitting next to a millionaire? <laughs> and then he leaves, and then that old lady, the the older lady, you know, very nice lady, expresses her interest in the story. Ah, you tell it the story so well. I loved your story. And then as the end goes, do you want to see pictures of Lieutenant Dan? And it's a cover of Forbes or like Fortune. And it's like, yeah, I'm that guy. Like everybody remembers Lieutenant Dan, but he's that guy. Let's see. I'd I like be remiss. The, I like a lot of the montage running sequences, like from the beginning, and then I always liked and remembered the the when he's playing football, just give him the ball, and like go, yeah. go, 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 and he just runs. And I love the he first time the, yeah, turn, like, turn, he turn. goes he goes the wrong yeah, way, yeah, like, and then he goes this way, and then everyone's saying go that way, and then and he just doesn't stop, and then like he runs he into the marching yeah, band. Like, <laughs> he scores the touchdown, and he just keeps going. They had to invent the stop sign <laughs> for him. Yeah, <laughs> He's like, he's a stupid son of a bitch. He's the, he's the stupidest son of a bitch ever. His, the iconic scene of young Forrest Gump, like, I never understood that. I love the line where the doctor, the family doctor, tells Forrest's mom that we have to have the braces on your legs because, hey, your son's legs are as strong as an ox. Like, they're, they're as strong as they can be. It's just that his back. And, you know, the strongest the I've ever seen. His back is as crooked as a politician. I love that line. And then he sees then, that like, doctor, like, Way later, when his like mother's feeling sick, he's like, "Hey, look, we fixed you right up." It's like you didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Fixed you right up, exactly." He didn't do jack. Get out of here! It took bullies to have him to break his legs and finally, like, you know, go uh, plow through and realize that well, yeah, Forrest Gump has running. the best legs yeah. of all time. That scene always yeah, hurt me when cool. I was a kid because it's like they threw rocks at this kid's face. I'm like, damn, that 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 like it it hurt me when I watched it. It's like, man. It looked like a Ooh. real rock being thrown at his face. <laughs> it was for real. It was a cool scene, seeing like the the leg braces the like break off in slow motion, and then kind of like it was a power moment. To, and yeah. then those kids are just like, "We can't catch him." It's like, "Damn right, you can't, because you're trash." And then like you're trash kids. Ten years later, <laughs> then they're in a car <laughs> chasing him, and they still can't oh. get him. It, it's. Uh... Say that again, Danny. You gotta say it again, Danny. You cut out a bit. That's all. Go ahead. The bit cutting out a bit. Oh, sorry. I can't wait for the audio on YouTube or the audio on the podcast app. Just the sound waves gonna come in and just Forrest Gump was a great movie. That after like ten years, then they were in the car, like still chasing him, in the same truck. Yeah, in the truck, still chasing him, and they still can't catch him. Yeah, who the I love, hell is that? That's Forrest Gump. They must have gotten a, like a body double or something because that scene where like the cameras on him. And you see him and then the car behind him. And then he, like, turns to the left. And then when the camera goes this way with the car, he's, he's like, like way down by the fence. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, man, he, there's no way he's that fast. But He booked it. He, he turned into the Flash. The Flash. He's a fa- no, he, the my flash. name is Forrest Gump, and I'm <laughs> no, the fastest man alive. No, it's just like in The Winter Soldier. Steve oh. Rogers turns the corner, and he's already, like, But that's because he's a super soldier. <laughs> he's... Forrest but also Forrest is a super soldier. Exactly. <laughs> they use his blood for the serum. Oh, I also... What do you, what do you guys think about how 
where we talk about how everybody like you know coming through with different suitcases and briefcases and how he met Elvis because he had a guitar case and he gave Elvis the the dancing moves the moves <laughs> dude Forrest Gump he influenced everybody, everybody. he's influenced everybody and when he who else did he influence Anthony when he was in the the talk show with John Lennon like while he's talking about his story John Lennon's just like repeating the lyrics to what, what song was it imagine uh, yeah to imagine <laughs> this was like oh my god everything he said yeah, the, just... the smiley face the the shit happens slogan uh-huh. yep those are cool uh, that smiley face was ridiculous <laughs> it's like there's no way that <laughs> it looked like that after he wiped his face yeah I, I, exactly I was like there's no way but also this is freaking hilarious he's also going about running yeah. for three years so I mean, he only stopped to eat or drink or, or sleep, so he did say that. He's not like he ran forever, ever. I know, but that's still, it's yeah. still a lot. It's still a long time, man. The man just only knew to how, what he could do is to run. I just like he, how at the end of the three years, he's just like, I'm a little tired. And the, I think I'll go and, home and the people, now. Yeah, the people following him are like, now what do we do? <laughs> you you go home too. You should be pretty tired too. Like that one guy is like, I'll follow you, man. I believe in you. He's just like, Okay, I guess. You can just keep running. And reporters that are trying to like stop him, like, what are you doing this for? What are you doing? Are you running for the for the for the environment, running for whales, you're running for to solve world peace, or running for the homeless. I just felt like running. Like yeah, it's just there's nothing I just wanna run. And especially I think he ran in the shoes that Jenny gave him. So yeah, those the are new those shoes. new those new Nikes, I think, and he's just booked it for three years. But those scenes were beautiful. I'm pretty sure at the Bubba Gump, at least the one in Daytona Beach, which is the one I've been to the most. um, Daytona. I'm pretty sure they have like a like a mold of the shoes in front of a bench, so that when you sit at the bench, you can stick your feet in there. Oh, interesting, but nice. I hope you have socks on. Remember. Gotta no, protect no, no, your feet. No, no, no. no, like with your no, shoes. It's, like it's like yeah. yeah, it's a mold of like like the front part, like like the tongue with the front part of the shoe, but then the back is exposed so you can slide your feet your oh. your feet with your shoes on. Awkward. I, I don't know if every restaurant has that, but I mean Danny seems to know what I'm I talking feel like about. I've seen it before and I haven't gone to the Daytona one, so it was, yeah, uh, I know for sure the one uh-huh. at Daytona Beach had it because I've I've you know slid my feet there. Yeah, you're going to do it for the novelty. That makes sense. I wouldn't blame you. But it's interesting of a rundown, like just off the top of my head, like all the famous people that Forrest Gump met and influenced. He met Elvis. He met, obviously, we talked about Governor Wallace. He met and also met, the, you know, one of the first black students to be integrated into the school. He met JFK, who he and also because he drank so many Dr. Peppers being on the All-American team. <laughs> 15, by the way. 15 Dr. Peppers. They were free. He, Yeah, they were free. He saw that little note and picture from Marilyn Monroe. Then he met... But but he drank I've the Dr. Peppers <laughs> with, when he was meeting JFK, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's why like, he went to the bathroom like, and saw the Marilyn Monroe picture. He's like, he's how, like how's it... How do you, he'll say, how's it feel to be an all-American? And he goes to Forrest Gump, how do you feel? It's like... I have to pee. He's like, oh, did you hear that? He says he's got to go pee. <laughs> he's got to go pee. And then he met Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, Lyndon B. Johnson, then Richard Nixon later on. As but then he also, when he was in the... I, I like when he's telling Washington. the story. He's like, and I had to go to the White House again, again. to meet another president again. It's like... That's when he met Nixon. <laughs> he's like, I had to go again. 
when he was in DC and they brought him in for the veterans against the war and they sabotaged his speech that the guy who liked to say the F word a lot and wore the American shirt was famous he's a comedian, activist. Right? No, Abby Hoffman. You say he's a comedian because did you watch the trial of the Chicago seven? Yes. So Sasha Baron Cohen's character is Abby Hoffman. The same guy that God. Forrest Gump was like, that he brought up and he goes, Forrest Gump. So, the war in Vietnam. I love watching that movie edited because they just, it sounds like there's microphone issues whenever he tries to say the F word. And that's where the movie gets its one F bomb. But after that, he met Nixon. He met John Lennon. He met the talk show host. He met, let's see who else. And then, like, you know, and then it goes through, like, the... He's the one who other... reported on the Watergate. <laughs> yeah, because Nixon's like, you got to stay at my hotel, or you got to stay here. And then he's like, hey, I he's think like, they... Guys they, they... with flashlights over there. <laughs> I, my, my mom can't sleep, and I think they're looking for something. I think you might want to help him out. Like, he was so earnest about that and, like, wholesome about it. T- turns out Nixon was doing some funny business. Thanks, Nixon Tapes. And... Let's see what else. He was, let's see, yeah, again, founder of the Bubba Gump, Ping Pong Diplomacy, Medal of Honor, candidate, congressional, by the time he's a, oh, Apple investor. Let's see. Yeah, it's pretty wild to see, like, again, like what this man's incre- sort of like incredible journey is. You know, just, and what a life. And again, like, I, we have to co- go back to like the, a lot of the upbringings and things his mom taught him. His experiences with Bubba, Lieutenant Dan, Jenny. I think all that in the end kind of culminates to that. This We've talked about it before, but that three-year run through like the country. He's like, I'm just going to run around the one end and go back and back. And it's just beautiful to see like some of the times where he's talking to Jenny about, hey, sometimes when I ran, you could see the reflection of the sky like in the mirror. And you also didn't know at sunrise when, you know, like heaven end and earth began. Like the way he described that as someone who's like stupid and simple was beautiful because that part of the run was like because throughout the movie he was having issues with trying to understand what his destiny was because he overheard or not overheard but he would hear lieutenant den mention that like you took away my destiny so he asked jenny and i think he asked his mom like what my destiny is and everyone's mm-hmm. you know was telling him like you know you have to find it out for yourself so i think the run was like his version of like okay i gotta run and figure out what what my destiny is and it took him three years for <laughs> and coming to terms with it too yeah that's that's rough like at first it's funny because like he's just running everywhere and he just stepped into wow it's a big pile of dog shit like but <laughs> well, the it it's really like yeah it happens shit sometimes it, it's just it's almost like anthony said like you have that perspective of just like man the, he's still trying to figure it out it's a little like emotional i think when you think about it where it's just like his way of trying to process and figure all of everything that's going on in his life that's happening is from running. And he's just trying to run it out and figure it out. And then he finally gets to Monument Valley, which, by the way, I've never been. Anyone ever been to, I don't know, Danny or Zach, you guys seem more traveled than I am sometimes. Have you ever been to that side of the country and been to Monument Valley? I feel like I've been close. I don't think I've been Where is to it? Monument Valley. It's, it's, weird. No, it's near, it's like northern, what, Nevada and Utah? Uh, or Arizona and Utah. 
I want to say, like, I don't remember. I want to say, like, either Arizona or, like, New Mexico. I don't remember. Arizona and Utah. Thanks, Internet. But I've only been in southern Arizona. But that's, like, I, I, like, seeing a lot of stuff, like, in, like, people talk about, oh, getting the time to go around and see the country. Like, we live in a really big country that's very, a lot of variety. And... That whole running montage, that sequence, I think, and the the running part of the movie really showcases that. Where it's like, hey, like you can, there's a lot to see and a lot to do and experience, and you don't have to go run it all, but you, there's still a lot that you can see. Like a lot of the stuff in the Pacific Northwest, again, running out in the desert, running out into the Northeast when he went to like that lighthouse at Santa Monica Pier, and just everywhere all between. He just, you know. Went from running around the street to running around the entire country a few times. Yeah, and it's it beautiful. was yeah, the cinematography was amazing. There's a lot of really beautiful shots and frames from the different locations he went to. I'd say I was gonna ask either Danny or Zach, but maybe let's put on Zach. Any other <clears throat> like iconic shots or other things that you remember distinctly from the movie? The water. Yeah, man. How that? How, no, that real water, and they're in Vietnam. How about all that rain? <laughs> it was water raining was sideways. <laughs> it had fat rain. It had stinging rain. It had rain I just mean, come on up. I mean, any uh, iconic shots that we haven't already mentioned? I don't know. Exactly. I, I feel like I feel like we've covered a lot of them. If not, maybe all of them. Something bit me. I love that scene. Like I, him getting shot in the butt. Oh yeah, I got shot. I got shot on the butt. Off. In the butt hawks. <laughs> he he, he moons like Lyndon Johnson. It just felt like a bite. I, I like how the and, the guy in the the bench while he was telling the story, he's like, that that thing that bit you, that was a gunshot, wasn't it? <laughs> he's like, yes, it was. I love the what, another famous line that Forrest says. They, they tell us like some people people are calling it a million dollar wound but the army must keep all that money because I haven't seen a nickel since <laughs> and then I had to look that up again like years ago what that he meant by a million dollar wound and it's basically it's like it's a wound that's debilitating but it's not like it, it, it takes you out of combat but you're not maimed or disfigured from it so again getting shot in the butt was like the perfect place to get shot because you know it's not like you saw everyone else in the hospital. Like people lost arms. They Lieutenant Dan lost his legs. Some people maybe lost an eye, and he got lucky. He's just laying down on that table with a big bandage over his like left butt cheek, I think it was. But it's I never understood the meaning of that whole million dollar wound until very recently. And there are a lot of things I didn't notice very recently. How about that scene where Forrest's mom has to tell the principal, "Is like, oh, I'm." Sh- you know, there's got to be some way to get my son into normal school. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood I that until I, I was like in that, my 20s. Yeah, me neither. I didn't understand that when I was seven. But when I saw it in high school, I was like, oh. And then yep. he just imitates him as he's walking away. <laughs> That's the ultimate bone saw. Yeah, your mama sure does love your school, like, son. You don't talk very much, do you? <laughs> he's just he, making the sound of... He. The same effect as he was doing. I'm just like, good, because that guy's hilariously crap at it. And 
the the whole idea of vacation. Like, Mama, what's vacation? Like, is, is Daddy on vacation? And what is vacation? It's like, oh, that's what happens when your dad runs off on you. He just goes somewhere and you never come back. Notice yeah, how Forrest Gump never went on vacation. He always came back. Yeah, he... Yeah, he never also mentioned like he was going on a vacation or time off or something like, like that's interesting. Like once he he learned that that meaning of vacation, he never that was never kind of really used or brought up again. Which I always found interesting. So X, you mentioned that you saw movies that made us episode of this movie. What are some of the things that you found out? I did. I don't want to run through everything because I honestly, I would love everyone to go and watch that series. It's a lot of really fun production stories and how these movies actually got made from a production standpoint. I never knew that the movie was initially like around the same amount budget wise as like other contemporary movies. But apparently $50 million was too much for the studio, which is why then like Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis were taking pay cuts and percentages for the movie's profits in order to get the movie made. Initially, also, I think, it, again, it started off as a book. There was an initial script by the writer of the movie. Uh, sorry, writer the book. of the book that got like optioned and then uh, Warner Brothers was slated at one point to get it, but then it somehow went over to Paramount then there are some st interesting stories on like how to get it revised and remade and how basically they got had to amend the contract so that the original writer of the book didn't wasn't didn't have a say in writing the screenplay because every time he wrote the screenplay it was like yeah this isn't great this isn't good or standout or anything and Paramount had like a new executive and it the movie was really close to almost like not being made but Tom Hanks helped sell it and sell the idea. That's something he really wanted to do. Let's see. Then there was the actual, like, getting into it and making it. Like, they knew that Robin Wright was perfect. Like, this is Jenny, like, 100%. She was for the role. It, she was right for the role, yes. And these guys, you, you guys haven't seen Princess Bride, so you haven't seen the other things that she was in. That she was awesome about and but she was in Beowulf, so I guess Zemeckis uses her multiple times. That's true. Then there is trying to think of like a lot of production things since they actually filmed in I think it was like Beaumont or somewhere like South Carolina Buford or something in South Carolina. And because of the location, they were able to film actually a lot of the Vietnam scenes there. They were able to also, like I said earlier, that like Forrest Gump, like Tom Hanks didn't have the Forrest Gump voice until they cast young Forrest Gump. The production at many times they were saying like, oh, this is too much. There's too there's too many things. There's going to be like they were like threatening to not even make the movie because it was like too expensive. There were some another really interesting thing I found out is that the way they shot all the running montages when they didn't have Tom Hanks they used his brother as a, as a running double and they flew around different cities in like a secret unit that wasn't reported to the studio so that they can go and film those scenes because the studio was like no we, we had to cut out all this running this running doesn't make any sense or to lose the shrimp stuff or lose the Vietnam stuff like there was always things that were like there were a lot of studio meddling but 
Tom Hanks and Robert Zemeckis and some of the other production staff said, no, we're going to make the movie we want to make. And then also that there's a story on how they got to get all those licensed songs. There's like, no, it's too expensive. There's no way we're going to get the music. But they made a cut of the movie with the music already in there, unauthorized, to the point where since it worked so well, it forced the studio to say, no, we have to pay for the rights to these songs because it just works. It's it's too good. Let's see. And then... Do you have all the songs that are in this movie? I'm not going to go through all the songs, but there are about... Like 30 or something like that. Dude, there's 31 songs. <laughs> like, there's no way I'm going to go through all of these. Like, I mean, we, we talked about some of our favorites, like Freebird. I think I also Fortune, mentioned... Pretty much all the standard 60s-type the, songs that you would hear during all the Vietnam War, War ones. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot if it was when he was playing Mm -hmm. like twice. They they had Hey Joe. I think they were playing Hey Joe when he was in DC in the Black Panther party. They had Uh, All Along the Watchtower. Yep. If you get a CD of this of the album, there's like holy crap, there's like 36 tracks in this entire thing. So, yeah, obviously you have Elvis with Hound Dog. A lot of needle drops. Oh yeah, but like they work. They just, they work. California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas works because Jenny's whole counterculture experimentation. Um, I love, they do back-to-back Doors songs. And then also, I forgot if when if it was in DC, but they play Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And let me see. What else? What else? Let's see. Three Day Women. Respect by Aretha Franklin. Oh yeah, the the San Francisco song. I left my heart in San Francisco. There's so many. Like they have this again. I think this movie. When you think of needle drops, this is the quintessential needle drop, mu- like movie. Jenny came back. They played Sweet Home Alabama, which I thought was funny. Alabama, which is a, which is a second Skinner song. Like I know that there's there's one there's two of them. That and Freebird, obviously we talked about, but. Um, any other songs that you guys liked, enjoyed? Because I kind of ran through a whole bunch of them. I think, <laughs> I think you got the the main ones. No, okay. You guys didn't like the called "Go Your Own Way" by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, uh, again, that part of the running montage. A bit. Yep. What else? Let's see. <laughs> again, they did "On the Road" again, which I thought was funny. And but honestly, we talk about the needle drops. But how about that score? Before we kind of go through the wrap up. I mean, Alan Silvestri just—he knows how to make music. Even from just like the opening sequence, like with the with the feather, like following the feather, like you could already tell like this the the wholesome like score was going to come in. Yeah. Even the like the the main like the like the 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 Jenny like love theme is always is is always beautiful and the other music from like when he's he runs it has like that kind of like brass fanfare you know which one I'm talking about the one that's like 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 that one's like super duper inspiring like you can do anything. You can be motivated to do anything when you hear that music. It's it, I don't know how you, you guys feel. That's just me. This is that good. Let's see yeah, here. For what it's worth. That's another one that they played during during the war sequence. 
That's right. Yeah, they play Fortunate Song. What's the other? What was, there was another. Yeah, there's usually another one. Like, no. No. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, you're right. For what it's worth, is a good one. Against the. I think when he was finishing his run. Yeah, that's at the end. Bob Seeger, that's where he's at Monument Valley. But yeah, guys. Any other. Lingering thoughts or anything else other missed? Um, there is one scene I, I always found we, funny. I don't think we mentioned the Oscars that this movie won. No, we didn't. We didn't pick up the awards. They, do a, yeah, I'll do a really let quick. them know. They This movie won six Oscars. It won Best Picture. It won Best Actor for Tom Hanks. Best Director, Robert Zemeckis. Best Writing Screenplay based on a previous material so i guess adapted. now they call it adapted adapted screenplay yeah. one best editing and best visual effects yeah dude lieutenant dan's legs and that's another thing and how the they talked about balls. The ping- oh yeah cgi and the feathers. <laughs> hell even the practical effects like one of the things i found out from watching movies that made us is that the big napalm drop scene like they only got to do it and blow up a forest one time and everybody's ready tense they finally film the scene. It's great. And then Robert Zemeckis comes out from the bathroom, missing the entire thing. <laughs> that sucks. That's awful. The disappointment. Yeah. I, and But we got a really kick-ass scene. It's still really good. Let me see. Yeah, that, that movie, I think, like, you know, Tom Hanks was starting to do more, like, dramatic stuff. So he had done Philadelphia before this. And so then him going now into Tom Hanks, like... You could tell his comedy chops are still in place because, again, like there's so many different subtleties, nuances, range. His timing was just spot on, and Robin Wright, like it cemented her as you know just a really strong and powerful actress, beyond being just like the darling from The Princess Bride. It really launched, I think, Gary Sinise's career. I think like it kind of made him pretty significant after because he did I think of Mice and Men that he had uh, done and directed and then at that point just they called him up to audition for it and he got Lieutenant Dan and you know that's a a career defining role originally I think Kevin Bacon was going to be Lieutenant Dan but he turned it down funny enough I don't know it would have been interesting to see that right in a different world you know we'd have a Eric Stoltz as, what's his name, as a Marty McFly, and Kevin Bacon as Lieutenant Dan. That, that would be pretty crazy. Another reality. Because the only thing that I've seen um, that actor in, who well, I would Gary say Sinise? the only thing I've seen him in. Yeah, he's yeah. about Gary Sinise. What, in the, the only, Disney the only... ride? No, I was going to say CSI New York. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the voiceover for the World War II section of the Howling Commandos and Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Wait, he, what? Yes, that's his voice talking about Lieutenant Barnes lost his life during, or whatever. Like, yeah, that, really? that's actually okay. Gary Sinise. Okay. I'm surprised you didn't know that. Know that. Yeah, like, no, he's, I, I didn't know that. If you go into his IMDb, like, it'll say Smithsonian narrator. Nah, no. When I when I whenever I watch that movie again, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen out for that because I did not know that. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a fun little like detail that Marvel kind of knew what they were doing. The Russos knew what they were doing. Like, oh, we need Gary Sinise to narrate some war stuff. Yeah, I think he's part of that the Mission Space ride in in Disney. 
Yes, he is because he was in that movie, Mission to Mars. Mission to Mars, and Apollo also, thirteen. Apollo thirteen, which is funny. It's funny because they talk about like, oh, we can't make Forrest Gump, you know, a, a part of Forrest Gump movie. Or like, Forrest Gump's not going to go to the moon. And then in that show, they show a clip from Apollo thirteen. Is like, yeah, that's right. Forrest Gump isn't going to the moon because of the Apollo thirteen disaster. Anyway, or you know, incident. But yeah, this the movie just works. Like if you, I, again, I would highly encourage anyone to if you want to know more about how the movie was made. There's like a behind the scenes featurette that came out a little while after. But the movies that made us really tells a, a really fun story, an interesting story about like the hurdles that this movie all went through to get made because there were so like at least three times where it was this close to just never being made at all. Nice. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, and it yeah, ended I think, up being a big hit too. Yeah, I read oh, that, yeah. that the the money that the Tom Hanks foregoed to like finish the movie, and he ended up getting you know like you said earlier percentage on the profits. He ended up getting like forty million from that percentage. It's like well, so that ended up working out anyway. Good deal. <laughs> yeah, and Paramount finally you know made a made a, definitely a profit out of it. It. According to this fact, I think it was 66 days to surpass $250 million nice. back in 1994. That's a, Damn. that's a big movie. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, on, a, on a budget that was originally $55 million. Yeah. But apparently, uh, despite all of that, Paramount technically considered it a successful failure because of all of the different times that like a lot of high fees like paramount had losses i think close to like 62 million but unless they realized that oh we have to cut better deals and not be like stupid about this because you know we can still make great movies like this but we have to find a way to maximize the profit so yeah don't sympathize with paramount because again if you, you go through the story there's a lot of times where there's a lot of almost studio meddling and you know we've all seen how studio meddling can kill a movie mm. or kneecap a movie even foreshadowing <laughs> exactly all right so what do you guys what do you guys rate it i, I think we're all kind of in agreement but i don't know if, like we should even like if it if it's i don't want to say it's not worth rating i mean it did one best it did win best picture so it's like you already know the movie's like top tier so like if anyone's giving it less than a nine, like well, we, we we gotta not talk. Necessarily. There are plenty of winners of best, best pictures, pictures that, that are eight. No, that like maybe some people just don't like. Like I know. Oh, that's true. I know for a fact, like Fair the point. movie, like what that movie Crash, that won best picture that year. But I know people that don't like that movie. So I mean, it's it's all subjective. You never know. So there could be people that don't like Forrest Gump, even though, you know, I don't know what's not to like about this movie. Yeah, seriously. I, I mean, that movie's ever on, on TV. I always leave it on at least. Right. It's like Independence Day. The movie's on. I'm I'm watching like bits and pieces. So I recommend our our rating is go watch it. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> on, just, it's on Amazon Prime right now. You could watch it if you have Amazon Prime. And run to your Paramount. streaming service. Yeah, of Paramount, obviously, because they you know fronted the bill for the movie. But you know, run Forest, run to your streaming platform and watch the movie. We, and then we, go to Netflix and it. watch. Yeah, we all yeah. we all recommend it. I believe we all think it's an excellent movie. We don't. I guess we don't yeah. necessarily have to give it a number rating. Just 
we're all saying go watch it. So Zach, any other thoughts? Watch it again. Because well, okay, <laughs> I, I was kind of expecting like a number rating. Oh, give it. Because, only because. Let's do it. Give it a rating. Only because. I'll give it a rating. Like, while I think it's a great movie, I still don't put it up there as like one of the best movies or like one of the, like, I mean, it's, it's an iconic movie for sure. But I would still maybe not rate it as high as you guys would. Okay, well, let's do it. All right. Give it a number. Okay. Everybody's because different. Everyone's different. I, I still feel like there's, there's so much going on. Soft seven, baby. That... No, no, no. It's definitely not worth the seven. It's, it's worth more than that. Seven. It's a really, really hard. M- maybe like an eight. Soft, uh, asymmetrical, <laughs> crooked eight. It seems like you want a soft 8.5. I'm I'm like somewhere between seven and a half eight. That, that's where I would normally put it. Like I so again, it's a great movie, but that's where I would. I put get it. you. I get you. My face said it all, but yeah, you're you're entitled to that thought, and that's why you're here. Zach rated it that because Jenny is toxic. <laughs> she a toxic hoe. Wow. He is. Uh, she is, as he would say, la toxica. All right, and then very cool with that. Jenny toxic. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> with that. Uh, so from amazing. I'd give it, yeah. give it an 8.5. 8. Okay. If we're going to do, do numbers, 8.5. I said before, Strong I'm 8. giving 5. it a 9. I'm giving it a 9. I guess Tom I have Hanks to give mine too. Showcased. I'll go yep. 8.5 as well. All right. There you go. This is 7.5, 8, 8.5, 9. We did it. <laughs> we hit the spectrum. I, I believe like, that is called a flush. Or, no, sorry, a straight, right? It is a straight. I it was called a yes. Straight. <laughs> yeah, we just need a fifth person, and it would be to have a, the full straight. And, and again, I only mentioned my rating because when when X when you were saying, "Oh yeah, like if you give it less than a nine, then <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, that's what I'm giving it." I was like, "Oh, that's well, me. I'm giving it less." I'm well, it you're less. like no, no one except me will think less of you. Only <laughs> less than a nine of you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so Danny, talk, we're talking about swinging of the pendulum here. Oof. Tell us what we're going to go talk about next That's week. That's a false statement. That's a false statement. <laughs> so next week. Just a precursor. Uh, we're going to be discussing <laughs> one of the best movies to come Why? out this year. Are we oh part of this discourse? Oh, Why? Boy. We have boy. to do it, man. Madam <laughs> Webb. Yes. So, we have to do it. Just to give you some context. I'm so excited to trash. It's part world. of the Spider Verse. We have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but Anthony it's not. And I have already seen it, and we've told X and Zach how much they have to go see it, and just to, just to understand, to understand. <laughs> and get to our level of appreciation to this movie and enlightenment. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk everything about madam web next week and get our no go go, no no continue continue yeah just get our full thoughts on on this on this movie so for the record i'm watching this movie under protest (laughs) under duress (laughs) i do not he is forced i'm not doing this i i will do this while expressing a strong objection to having to have to put myself through this movie. I'm, just I'm say, watching it. Say you're watching the Adam Scott movie. That's... I'm watching an Adam Scott movie. The thing is, like, I have nothing against Dakota Johnson, you know, and 
You know, like Isabella Merced, this other girl who was in... Dora the Explorer, man. You mean, yeah, Dora the Explorer. Because yeah. I'm watching the movie tomorrow night, but as, oh, of, nice. you know, as of recording, but as it, as this episode releases, I would have seen it yesterday. You should be yeah. excited to bash it. I don't know to confuse anyone else. You shouldn't be excited to bash it. You should just be excited to, like, express the... Express yourself in, in, in the elation just, of, like... I just... I don't even I don't even know what I'm saying. Like I've I don't even lost. think you know what you're trying to say. because I, I don't know what the movie was trying to say. Like, I, but his uh, brain span. Let's pretty much for this what you gentlemen. got, Zach. You gotta you gotta watch the movie while drink, eating popcorn out of that Dune bucket. Dude, <laughs> dude, I'll do it. And then I'll and then it. you and then you'll then you'll go back and revisit your Forrest Gump rating of seven point five. So you know what? This is actually an eight point five. This is actually an eight ten. Because of, you know, comparing it on this Madam Web scale. Anyway, if you guys are interested in hearing our addition to the awful Madam Web discourse going on, feel free to catch into next week's episode. With that being said, we hope you enjoyed this episode, talking about one of my favorite movies of all time. If you have your other thoughts or what other things that stand out to you in terms of scenes, quotes, we'd love to hear you, you know, and keep up the discussion over on all of our socials so you can go on twitter instagram threads and also leave a comment on youtube when our video comes up at the end and danny will have posted up some of the you know guessing emojis and other polls on our instagram page so definitely do your best to go out and participate in those we love reading the the comments and we love seeing the polls um, again, if you enjoyed the episode, please definitely like and subscribe on all of those platforms. We appreciate you taking the time and hearing what we have to say about our favorite movies and TV shows. So with that, until next time, everybody, take care. Later. Ron Forrest, Ron.